Wait a minute now, what's that sound? Is that someone playing a guitar? Who's playing that guitar? There he is. Yeah, it's the guy with the slick back hair, the Roy Orbison shades on. Pressed rhinestone cowboy shirt and that big, beautiful guitar hanging around his shoulders. Man, oh man, oh man, that guy is too cool. As the rest of the band fell onto the stage, well, the dance floor was already half full because everyone was waiting for Archie to start playing his guitar. The first time I saw Archie was the winter of 69. In a smoky Legion club room on a Saturday night. I saw him standing on a stage with a smile on his face and a guitar in his hands and everyone in the place is calling Archie they're calling Archie they're calling Archie come on and play one more song Hanging out with Archie Yeah, just the other night We stayed up late Listening to 45s Man, was out of sight Must have been around midnight When Archie fell asleep With that smile on his face even in his dreams They're calling Archie They're calling Archie, yeah They're calling Archie Come on and play one more song Now I was only eight years old Now thirty-some years later This old stage is getting cold From the days when I saw Archie With that smile on his face And a guitar in his hand Everyone in the place is calling Archie. They're calling Archie, yeah. They're calling Archie. Come on and play. They're calling Archie. Come on and play. They're calling Archie. Come on and play one more song. Come on and play one more song.
We played uh, for uh, different uh, functions, you know. They always come and ask us if we're like the Legion. and Like I said, there was no uh, Elks in those days. Yeah. So uh, between the Legion and uh, house parties, well, uh, got on pretty good. So at one time when I went out there, I, I saw the gyrating... Uh, Hip weaving, uh, yeah. Elvis. Elvis. I thought I yeah. might as well try some of that too, you know, because nobody's ever seen it over here. Yeah. Went over, I guess. It's trying to put a time to everything, Archie. If you can remember the year, that would be great. Oh, God. Um, or close to. So I'm not quite sure. Maybe the mid 60s, mid late 60s? Yeah, about that, yeah. Okay. So you brought it back up to the party. What was like the, the reaction? Like, in, Well, uh, thank goodness everybody was drunk, including me. So you just did it on your own? Yeah. Did you have some guys backing you up on stage? Bob Gunny and I Okay. Were, so he was hip to that stuff? Well, uh, he, he had to because... <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably would have really liked that if he was a lead player. <laughs> so, in a, yeah. So in a way, I, I, well, after that, we didn't play each other because he had went back to, uh, to Quebec back. for, I don't know, maybe two years or so. And then he came back. He started driving then for uh, Frank Perkins. So that's when uh, me and the Frenchie uh, Serene, we played together for a while. For a while, I don't know, maybe a couple of years or okay. so. The bar, uh, which is called The Neighborhood, is right across from the Old Bay, remember? Uh, the gallery. The gallery? The gallery. Okay. Okay. That was not the gallery then, it was uh, something else. It was uh, run by uh, a German couple. The bar was on this side, the yeah. uh, cockpit or something. Yeah. Okay. And then this side, he was at the restaurant. Okay. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so now things were changing, oh, yeah. eh? Yeah. So um, they said, well, of all things, world famous stripper was supposed to come in on a Friday. So uh, the guy from uh, who was running the uh, the, uh, the complex there got a hold of us and he said, can you guys come on over and I want to talk to you guys. I said, oh, people got a gig, eh? So uh, we go over there and we start talking and he says, uh, the, they were putting down a, a whole new floor section and that's for yeah okay yeah the plywood and yeah. all that yeah. stuff in right, on there yeah. because everything was all carpet and that's yeah. like a good restaurant that's eh? right yeah okay so anyway yeah he says it's a stripper and of all people little egypt little egypt was famous she was just a short little thing eh? is that right? her husband was like six foot something eh? So now, what the hell? We were trying all kind of music. What the hell did this stripper go to, you know? So, um, so she came in, like, you know, like a Thursday or something. And so we had a talk with her. And, uh, what, what do you, uh, you know, she says, anything that's lively, you know, man. Oh, boy. So anyway, come Friday, I'm <laughs> going. Place is just jam-packed. Oh, I bet. So, <laughs> start playing. We tried to play something different, eh, and something that uh, she could move to. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. 
because country and western didn't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With no clothes on. So anyway, we we got through that. Yeah, Jesus, I, I was never so happy to get over that. <laughs> God, we had to think, you know, how yeah. the hell can there be play for this, you know, and stuff like that. Well, there wasn't too many choices, eh? No, no, that's that sure. had to make up something really fast, you know. So it's good to be, uh, like, uh, versatile, eh? Well, yeah, for sure. You could change moods in midstream, you yeah, know? Yeah, right away. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So anyway, after a while, uh, we started playing down at the, uh, the, the Elks. And we played a few times at the, the Legion. And So just the two of you again, or did you... Yeah, did you no, just the two of us. Okay for the longest time. And then we broke up. So he had his own band. He was starting his up. Uh, then I joined uh, three other guys. Uh, Bill Smith, he was from Edmonton. He plays all ventures. Uh, the drummer was Wayne from Winnipeg. Me from Yellowknife. Yeah. Uh, Bill, uh, no, uh, Pete uh, Graham, he was a piano player. Uh, he was from uh, Toronto. <laughs> he okay. played a lot of uh, uh, Rompin' Ronnie. Hawkins. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So you got lots of rock and roll. Up oh, there. man. And those guys could do all of that stuff. So we then we did ventures, so we had uh, the name uh, Tikaras. How, sp- how, how did you spell it? T e k k a r a s s. Okay. How'd you get that name? R a s. How'd you get that name? Uh, that's uh, some uh, some uh, of the heading from uh, venture, uh, like uh, uh, one of the tunes. Or? The tunes, you know, we just cut the first one off or use the last part and had another <laughs> one from this and put it here, you know. And so we came up with that idea. Oh, okay. And about that same time, French and them were playing a. Uh, to start playing at con okay so uh like uh, we practiced for six months four hours a night until we got everything just down yeah. so uh went to see the elks with a new band what do you guys play play rock and roll anything okay um what are you guys doing friday night oh nothing so practicing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys want to play? What's your guys' name? So we put it out there and they put it on the air, you know. Oh, right on. So now there's uh, kind of like a battle of the bands. Yeah. Between yourself and Frenchie's band? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we play all, all instruments. Just a few songs I've done. The eh? rest of it's all instrumentals. All just instrumentals, yeah. And the place was just jam-packed. The, the Elks were uh, Frenchie and them. They uh, sent down uh, some spies. <laughs> <laughs> I could see one of the guys was telling Bill Smith, hey, there's our opposition. Yeah, yeah. The place uh, had a big note and a full house. Full house, yeah. Con, I don't know how much this was. So we, we sent out uh, one of our spies out there to find out how it was. He says, there's barely anything out there. <laughs> Everybody's in town. He shut down early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. So you guys blew the roof off that place that night, I Oh, think. yeah. Well, uh, then we, we uh, every Friday or Saturday, we were playing for the Oxus. Yeah. Then the Legion was trying to uh, 
hook into us. I could play down there a couple times. Well, in, in, in them days, you know, I mean, rock and roll was pretty, uh, started to get solid, eh? But before that, it was kind of swing thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, waltzes and stuff like that. So the Legion, that's what they consist of. It's an older crowd there, yeah, too, right? Yeah. At, that, at that time, there was still probably a lot of veterans and stuff yeah. that were there. So you had to play that kind of stuff as well. uh, medium stuff, eh? Yeah. We did that for a long time until we, uh, well, let's see, uh, we broke up after I don't know how many darn years we played together. It just so happened that me and Frenchie got back together again. And, well, in those days, was uh, the only bass player was this great big thing. He came from Con, Russ something. Forget his name now. Uh, he was the only one that had the big bass. There was no electric bass. There was no electric for sure. Yeah. And anyway, so um, we uh, got hooked into these others and we played around for there for a while. Uh, and then uh, me and him used to uh, play together down at the Elks. There was no electric, uh, just uh, acoustics. Yeah. yeah. There was no stage then. Okay. So we used to sit right amongst the people. Yeah, all right, all right. The giving right. right no mics, no shit yeah, all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want to hear more, get closer somehow. Yeah. You're playing acoustically. You must have some pretty good calluses on your fingers yeah. eh, from playing and stuff. And yeah, you have to slide all over the place and yeah. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. And singing too, because you have to sing pretty loud. Yeah. Right? Well, everybody would. But it was quiet. Everybody yeah, was yeah. listening and stuff. What, what are they doing, you know? Yeah. Somebody used to go there, you know, like Friday nights or Saturday night, and then or if we weren't there Friday, we were down at the Legion or uh, some some other place party or yeah, something, yeah. you know, that little organization had something yeah. going, and, you know, so we'd go. So just wherever they would like to play yeah. that way. And were you getting, you were getting paid? Were yeah. You getting paid, like yeah. from the Elks and the Legion? And <laughs> yeah. And... The well, the other one there was really good because we could drink all we wanted. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah, so it was yeah. a lot of fun. Well, well uh, it's a good advertising for oh, us, yeah, for you sure. So anyway, uh, so time goes on, you know, and then uh, one day there, uh, Frenchie phones me and says, "Hey, this is uh, this is a girl singer I met. Uh, she used to, he was driving cab then, so he's at the airport to pick up this girl. She had a bass guitar and every damn thing, and she sang good." April. So who the heck was drumming for us now? I forget. Wooders. Sometimes he would. Oh, okay, that's right. Uh, Wooders. Uh, uh, Ted Hartley was another one. Jeez, names. Yeah. Okay. Keep, he had keep the going, first. Archie. He had the first rock shop in town. That used to be right on the corner right. of uh, the hotel. The owner of Yeah. Well, uh, he was with the army then. That they were in here. April. She sang and played bass, and, yes. and then after a while we changed a uh, different drummer. I forget who the heck the other guy was. Uh, oh, uh, guy from uh, Giant. Just picked him up. Yeah, so there's different people coming up here and working, and even April just getting off the plane with their yeah. bass and stuff. And those guys from Toronto. So there was. Yeah, they, they worked at the mines. Yeah. Like all three, four of us all worked at the mines. The road was in, so you could drive in. Yeah. So that, that must well, have been... Well, 1961 is the first time that uh, the first bus came over on the road, eh? 
So that must have made a huge difference. Just as far as the town changing and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's the time a uh, uh, new town was born. Yeah. So what kind of uh, what kind of stuff were you doing with April? Um, country western, strictly country western. Yeah, strictly, strictly country. Or western. sometimes you know, like a, a popular song, we learned it, you know, and she would sing it, you yeah. know, because she's vers- uh, versatile and picked it up right away, and and we went on for a few years, you know. Uh, we did a lot of uh, gigs at the uh, the New Year's uh, gigs, you know, at the Elks <clears> and <throat> stuff like that. And in between, if, if there was uh, anything function going on, you know, Friday nights while we played, then, oh, then she had to go back to Alberta or something. So, uh, uh, so there was kind of a little two, two guy again, you mm-hmm. know, duo. Uh, yeah, we had to let go of the, the drummer. He used to fall off your chair. Drummers are like that. Yeah. <laughs> much pounding, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So just back to a duo, and and uh, what what um, what other bands? Oh. When you and Frenchie got back together, there must have been other bands. And stuff okay, uh, at that time, what well, other bands were at around? that time? Uh, we met up with uh, uh, Roger Renier. It'll be back in the seventies, I think. Yeah, he came in from. Uh, British Columbia. There we snagged. Uh, uh, used to have that Christmas Daddy show, so he sang there that night. We playing bass for this. Uh, um, I forget who the heck was all there. So uh, we just asked him if he wanted to uh, come and join us. You know, yeah. So you know, we had three then, and then uh, we had uh, um, a drummer that was some giant mine. Anyway, with us when we form. Uh, a, a band that wasn't uh, the hell we're, we didn't have a name <laughs> we just played until we got the whole of another drummer then there was Frenchy and lead guitar and uh, the drummer was uh, a guy worked uh, Gary uh, Dewhurst Roger uh, played uh, bass and lead guitar uh, lead singer and uh, I was somewhere in there then we, that's when we were called, uh, we called ourselves uh, Northbound Freeway. So that was where Northbound Freeway came from, that name? Yeah. You guys were the first? Yeah. We had a hell of a good band, too. Good sounding band. We just seemed to gel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you get so lucky like that, oh, eh? Yeah. And oftentimes you get somebody that's off into setting snares when you should be shooting uh, over here. <laughs> and it's gets so really, uh, you know, like called tight. <laughs> Recording, did you guys, did you guys ever in Northbound Freeway or before ever get anything recorded? Yes. That was uh, just me and uh, Frenchie Gagne and a guy named George Schultz was with uh, CBC, and he used to fool around with uh, uh, tapes and stuff like that. So he asked us one time to, uh, if we could, we could do something. We did uh, a few songs, you know, and um, instrumentals. I forget now what the hell happened there. He sent it to Edmonton or something to get refined or something, and and after that, never heard any more about it. Yeah. 
that was uh, that's what test when the CBC was starting to get uh, established. Had to be in the seventies then, because the eighties already changed. It yeah, everything had changed. You know, yeah, for sure. That's where I was playing uh, with this, that other band there, because the Ventures came in. And they were a big hit, you know. People that I know, Ventures was the the bands to listen to. to yeah. And if they record or tape, you know, well, uh, they were on records in the beginning. And when could you first when could you first buy records up here? Was that Harold Glick's store? Yeah. Right now, I can't remember anybody. Maybe the stores did. Maybe the Bay had the, the Bay, Bay had a record, record section yeah. or something. That's right. They probably would have yeah. too. And then, as uh, Jack Glick, well, he owned the Gold Range. Uh, oh, okay, that's right. Well, actually, uh, how the Gold Range uh, evolved was that uh, he had uh, rooming how, uh, rooms, lent uh, rooms out, and uh, and the post office was there, right where the original uh, Gold, Gold Range is. Yes, yeah. Before they had a little misfire there. So as time went on, well, uh, the uh, he moved everybody upstairs, and the post office was put in the back alley, where uh, Frank Perkins used to come along and pick up bags and mail and take it out to Giant too, because they had a post office out there and out okay. there at the rec hall. From then on, uh, Harold uh, had uh, his shop next to. Uh, Gold Range. First area was RCA uh, had big uh, record player and and he started bringing in uh, uh, LPs and thirty uh, threes. Then after that was uh, the round ones, you know, forty fives, forty fives, and then tapes. After yeah. that, yeah, even television coming in. And oh yeah, even, yeah, Glick had the first one there, and everybody used to stand outside. He's with two crowd, you know, was standing outside and looking in. They looked through the window. First black and white. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first can stuff, you know, like uh, they had uh, a company that came in from uh, Calgary. And uh, they opened up their shop in the 390 uh, taxi stand. There was a restaurant in there, uh, but in the in the complex there, where uh, 390 had a little part in the, in the on Main Street side. Uh, in between there was uh, a restaurant, and then the back part was open then. Uh, that's where they had the, the first TV station in town. Everything was black and white. It was about uh, uh, two weeks late. So that's you, right when you watch the hockey game. Yeah, that's right. No, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, they had a little studio in there. Uh, that's where uh, I backed up a girl named Angie. She was singing songs. Oh, wow, too much. And it yeah. got broadcast out. Yeah. Oh wow! That ever neat. I never knew about that at all. Getting back to to your your family and your work and your music and juggling all of that. I mean, the music you didn't look on it as a as like a as a sense of life or, or livelihood or to make your living with your music that way. It was always a fun thing to do. Yeah. Well, like I say, we used to get invitations from all over the place, and we used to go and I'd take time off work. Good thing, uh, you know, like. Uh, 
at the mine there where I worked, uh, they knew me, so uh, yeah, I'm always studying them. I miss yeah. only once I mean, I miss shift. And if the, the guy didn't look in uh, the thing there, you wouldn't have known that I was not there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he phoned me, eh? The shifter phones me. Says, well, Arch, you just about got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first time that I ever missed a shift. Yeah, some good times. Had to. Archie spent his retirement years with a paintbrush in his hand, interpreting the dramatic northern landscapes from his vast collection of photos and slides. It hurts to tell you that Archie passed away in September of 2018, just weeks before I launched the Musicians of the Midnight Sun website. I would like to thank Archie for sharing his rich musical life story with Musicians of the Midnight Sun. To hear more, see photographs of his life, and the full interview transcript, check out the website at musiciansofthemidnightsun.com, linked in the show notes. You can follow along as well on Facebook and Instagram. And if you enjoyed what you heard here today and would like to support more interviews in the future, donate to the project at the Patreon account listed in the show notes. The archival audio of this podcast is from the Northern Musicians Project collection at the NWT Archives. I'm Pat Braden. Thanks for listening. <laughs>